Welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally, the podcast that helps you navigate dating with confidence and purpose while having a great time. Every Friday, we're diving into a different aspect of intentional dating from discovering and communicating your needs to finding amazing people to date on the apps and in real life. I'm your host, Talia, and I'm obsessed with all things dating. I started dating intentionally to support you in creating meaningful connections and building authentic relationships that align with your values. Whether you're already committed or just starting your dating journey, I'm here to help you reflect, grow, and show up in your relationships as your best self. So I'm very new to podcasting, and I always love your feedback. So if you have any thoughts on this episode or any episode you listen to, slide into my DMs on Instagram at dating.intentionally. And I love it if you share this episode with someone who's navigating dating and might need a little confidence boost or tough love. Question for you. Have you ever hit it off with someone who's really great on paper, makes you feel good and safe, and makes you laugh, but you are not attracted to them? Today, we're going to talk about attraction in early stage dating. This is a huge barrier for so many people dating right now. It comes up over and over, and I can't wait to dive in. First, I'm going to talk about why focusing on attraction isn't ideal. Then we'll go into the different types of attraction, what to focus on in early dating, why you never feel attracted to anyone from the apps, and what to do if you don't feel attracted to someone on the first date. I'll also share my experience on the apps, getting to know my boyfriend, GB, who I was lukewarm on in the attraction department at first, but it's a very different story now. I'll also answer a listener question and maybe share a personal update at the end. So first up... Attraction should never be the number one thing you look for, but it's often the first thing we dial in about someone. Evaluating someone based on appearance is nearly instant, while getting to know their values, goals, and desires for a relationship takes some time. Guess which one is more important if you're looking to build a relationship with someone who's a good fit for you? It's not going to be appearance. And first off, I want to say that in this episode, I'm going to share why attraction isn't the main thing to focus on in early dating, and I'm not saying it's not important. Of course, it's important to feel attracted to your person, but if you don't feel it right away, that's not a red flag. That's not a reason to not go on another date. So let's talk about the different kinds of attraction. Which one do you think you're focusing on when you're on a date? There's mental or intellectual attraction, so that's like sense of humor, conversation, like when you click with someone on that level. The second is emotional attraction. That's going to be feeling safe, feeling like you want to share feeling open to vulnerability with that person. A third one is physical attraction. So that's liking how someone looks. They're a good looking person. You can see that. And the last one is sexual attraction. That's going to be feeling sexual desire for someone, which is different than knowing someone is attractive on the surface, right? When you are sexually attracted to someone, it's usually a little bit deeper than just what's on the surface. Ideally, you'll be attracted to your partner in all of these ways. Sometimes some forms of attraction are more present than others, and I want you to try to notice this on dates. For example, you could be physically attracted to someone, so you like how they look, but turned off intellectually if you have nothing to talk about. It can also be the other way around, right? You could be like, wow, this person isn't my type. Maybe they're not great looking, but we could talk forever. There's a lot more to feeling attracted to someone than just looks. And I know guys were attracted to me because of my confidence, my sense of humor, my accomplishments as an entrepreneur, how easy it is to talk to me and stuff like that. They liked that I made them feel accepted and safe and not judged. That's attractive. And these attributes have nothing to do with my bone structure, my body shape, or how I dress. Of course, it helps, but I know that's not the real main reason they were attracted to me. 
There's a huge difference between being attracted to someone and thinking someone is attractive. You can look across the room or walk down the street and notice people you think are attractive and good looking, but does that necessarily mean you're attracted to them? No. It can be really rare to feel fully attracted and feel that desire and feel drawn to a total stranger out of context. Knowing someone is attractive is very surface level. Feeling attraction is much deeper. So pay attention to the difference on dates. Really dial that in. So here's the problem with focusing on attraction when you are swiping and when you're on a date with someone. Let's say you meet someone and they're a 10 out of 10 and you hit it off and you're super into them and there's butterflies and sparks and you start dating and it's headed towards a relationship. But then maybe you hit some conflict and communication is really hard so you can't move forward. This happens because someone's perfect bone structure or their hairstyle isn't going to help you when you're in conflict. When you choose a partner based only on attraction, you're more likely to ignore communication red flags and then get in trouble down the road. Could you meet a super hot person with a high EQ and amazing communication skills? Yeah, of course, maybe. But you'll have more luck building a strong, lasting relationship with someone if you're looking out for compatibility, aligned values, and sense of humor, not attraction. And we see this all the time on reality TV shows. Couples match up because they, they're attracted to each other. They, they're like, oh, he's my type, she's my type. And then they have to navigate conflict and they realize they chose the complete wrong person. It's fun to watch, but if you're single and listening to this, this drama is very avo- avoidable in real life. Let's talk about the apps and attraction. It's really hard to feel attracted to someone on an app. For one thing, it's a two-dimensional experience. You're looking at people on a screen. Photos can only do so much. And folks are always putting their best foot or photo forward. Sometimes you meet people from the apps and they're so much better looking in person. Sometimes their photos are way better than they are in person. So don't try to feel attracted to someone from the apps. If they look okay, like middle of the road, but you like what they write in their profile and maybe their photos look like they'd be fun to hang out with, that's great. You know, why not swipe right? Give it a shot. Remember, you're swiping right to have a conversation. It's not a marriage proposal. Just a conversation. Lower the stakes. After a few months of swiping on the apps, I stopped looking only to talk to super attractive guys. I started looking more for compatibility. What I looked for was more about their location, hobbies, interests, things like if they were religious or a smoker, had kids or not, and of course, if they wanted a relationship. So let me talk about my experience. If you're new to the podcast, what you should know about me is that I spent a year dating. I went on 64 first dates, mostly from Hinge, some from Bumble, some from Tinder, and a couple in real life. So I really know what I'm talking about here. I've lived this, I've been there, and I luckily found someone I met on Hinge. I've been with him for seven months, but I think it's really because I was so open. So I swipe right on my boyfriend who I met on Hinge because he said he was into audiobooks, music, Nicolas Cage, and his pictures just made it seem like he was a fun person. I also like that he's from California. He has a PhD. He's tall enough. You know, I'm 5'2". My cutoff was 5'8". And he was in my age range. His profile said he was looking for a relationship. Green flags all around. And that was enough. His photos did feature him with a lot of different hairstyles. You know, he had long hair in some pictures, short, tied back. You know, it was all over the place. And in the past, I would not have swiped right on anyone with long hair or anyone with red hair. 
But again, it's a conversation, not a marriage proposal. I also kind of like that I didn't know what hairstyle I was going to get if we met up. Was I super attracted to him based off his profile? No. And that day, I think I was chatting with five or six other guys on the apps. All that matters is that I was open. I saw a profile. There was no reason to swipe left. So I swiped right. So we went on our first two dates. You know, I'm like, okay, this person is what I'm looking for so far. I wasn't feeling crazy attracted to him at that point. You know, we had one kiss at the end of our second date and it was good. It was good, you know, just standard. And I knew he was like an attractive person. Like you are someone's type, maybe not a mine, but you are definitely someone's type. And then on our third date, it all just kind of clicked. I felt myself really enjoying the attention he was giving me and I felt officially attracted to him. And that was it. It honestly had nothing to do with his looks. At that point, I had built some trust with him. I felt safe. I just really enjoyed the way he was looking at me and listening to me. And it was just really nice. By the end of the third date, we were making out in his car when he dropped me back at home. The next morning, he made this Spotify playlist for me. And after that, I was just super into him. On his end, you know, because we've talked about this, he was attracted to me right away. And look, I think for men, this is generally the case. And for women, it takes longer. I know I'm really generalizing here, but this is kind of what I've learned after talking to a lot of people about this. Trust is a very underrated part of attraction. And I think women have a hard time trusting men, especially strangers from the internet upon meeting initially. Don't expect to feel attracted right away. It's not a red flag if you don't. Whenever I swipe right on really attractive guys, they generally suck to conversation. And I think some guys who are really attractive and know it, I feel like they can get away with inconsistency and communication more. I swiped right on my ex because I thought he was hot. I wasn't focused on compatibility or emotional maturity. I wasn't thinking about what his relationship goals were and if they align with mine. I was just like, oh, look, a hot guy who laughs at my jokes. At 23, maybe that was okay. But at 30, while looking for something serious, it wasn't going to fly. If you, up until this point, have only swiped right on really attractive people, but it never seems to work out, consider being more open and switching up your strategy. You never know what's going to happen. So what do you focus on if you're not looking for attraction? First off, when you're dating and if you're looking for a relationship, I encourage you to work on nailing down your needs in a partner, your priorities, the non-negotiables. That is the number one thing you should be looking for when you're dating. The second thing is compatibility. Do you have similar interests? Do you have similar lifestyles? Do you have similar values, similar family dynamics or not? Like obviously none of these things are all that important to have. You can have opposite family dynamics or whatever, but look for the ways you're compatible where your lifestyles align. What about your values? What matters to you? What matters to them? Do you align there or not? You know, I think religion and politics also fits under values. What about practicality? Do they even live in your location or are they about to move in two weeks? Can a relationship even grow where, with where you are in life? Their relationship goals. Are they looking for something casual or something serious? What are you looking for and does that align? Super important. Super, super important. And then of course, sense of humor. Do you make each other laugh or are you confused by what they say when they're trying to joke around with you or the other way around, right? Really, really important, way more important than attraction on the first date, if you ask me. And of course, we kind of mentioned earlier about lifestyle. You know, are they are they the kind of person who's off the grid every weekend, like camping, you know, or are they 
someone who loves to watch Netflix and lay, lay around on the weekends like you, you know, depending on what you're into. All that matters. Focus on these, trying to figure out these things on dates. Don't worry about attraction so much because these things matter so much more in the long run. How do you know when you're attracted to someone? It's definitely one of those things where you feel it and you know what it is. And I really hope you have experienced this, but just to cover all the bases, let's get into it. To me, feeling attracted to someone is having a desire to be with them, just be around them, be physically intimate with them, and not just in a sexual way, like hugging, you know, all that stuff. To me, it's enjoying their attention and presence. It's wanting to be intimate in various ways with them. That's what it means for me. And you'll know when you're not attracted to someone. It will be very clear. For me, it manifests kind of as like I'm repulsed by them. Like I physically need to move away from them. And that has happened to me mid-date. But here's the thing. And this is the trickiest part. If you feel neutral, right? You don't know either way. You're not repulsed, but you're not drawn in. That's actually a good sign at first. Eventually, that neutral feeling will go one way or the other. And you'll know. But feeling neutral isn't a reason to not go on that second date. If you're feeling neutral, that is more of a reason to go on the second date. So you actually give it more time to see how you feel. What if you're not attracted to them on the first date? This is so common. Sometimes attraction isn't immediate and that's okay. It doesn't mean you shouldn't go out again. If you're neutral and you had a good time, go on another date. And if you really aren't into them, don't force it. I can honestly say I've maybe been attracted, like truly attracted to a couple guys on the first date. Out of 64 first dates, I can only think of two that I thought were really hot and I was like really attracted to them. Both of them turned out to be fuckboys. Go figure. The rest are just okay. Two to three of them were slightly catfishy. Like one guy I went out with who was clearly balding, but in a very unusual way and his photos hit it well. Another guy showed up way heavier than in his photos, but that didn't really bother me. Most of the time, people looked maybe a little better or a little worse in their photos, like not by much, and I was not trying to jump their bones on the first date or anything. You need to give it time, and when I say time, I mean up to three dates, maybe four. You don't need to give it like three months. If you don't know after three months, that's a no. (laughs) Don't forget that you can go out with someone who you thought was attractive And then they do or say something that completely turns you off. Let the opposite be true. You can meet someone you're lukewarm on, but maybe they'll do or say something that catches you off guard and makes you see them in a new light. And, you know, first dates are nerve wracking. They're more of a performance. This person is likely a stranger. You need to get them, get to know them more. This is real life, not the movies. Like in reality, people don't just lock eyes and feel an instant attraction. Attraction is about who someone is, how they carry themselves, their values, and how they make you feel. And I believe you need to have trust to feel attraction. And all of this takes time to build, develop, blossom, whatever you want to call it. I talk about this a lot on Instagram. And someone asked me, aren't you leading someone on if you're not sure you're attracted to them? And my answer is no. It's okay to date just to see, especially in the beginning when you're getting to know them. In dating, every time you see someone, you're collecting new information about them and new information about how they make you feel. You can update your feelings about that person accordingly. You don't just know on the first date. You have to get to know them. You can only learn so much about someone and your vibe with them in 45 minutes over a cocktail. 
Sometimes that is enough to know you never want to see them again. But if you're neutral, definitely a good sign to go on a second date. The first date is just to see if you want a second date. The second date is just to see if you want a third. There's no leading each other on in this stage if you're both just getting to know each other and taking it one date at a time. And I want to say right now, going out with people you're not attracted to doesn't mean you have to go out with people you don't think are good looking. Some people are just average looking until you get to know them. In fact, most people are. Look at the people around you. If they don't look like models, does that mean they're ugly? No. Most people are just kind of average and that's fine. If you want to experiment with this, try swiping right on people who who you have stuff in common with but aren't typically your type. If you think you could have a good conversation and they look like a well-adjusted human being, why not swipe right? It's a conversation, not a marriage proposal. So those are my thoughts on attraction and dating. I know a lot of this could be hard to hear because we all picture ourselves with someone physically gorgeous. This is one way diet culture and today's unrealistic beauty standards have made their way into our dating choices. We often choose people to date based on how we believe others will perceive you and that person together as a couple. I can admit to this, level with yourself. You know looks aren't important in the long run. Yes, find a partner you think is good looking, but don't make it the main thing you focus on in the beginning. Looks can't tell you anything about the type of partner someone will be. All right, I want to switch gears here and share a personal update and then answer a listener question. So this has nothing to do with attraction, but I wanted to share that GB and I have started doing relationship check-ins, which is one thing I have always wanted to do in a relationship. And I'm so happy that we've incorporated this into our, I guess, monthly routine. I want to do a full episode on relationship check-ins, but just a quick overview is that they're a basically a, a meeting you have with your partner about your relationship, and I see them as a way to prevent bigger fights and conflicts from happening and also what, like a structured way to give each other appreciation and talk about what's working in the, in the relationship because I think that it's really hard to really focus on the ways you're showing and receiving appreciation um, in a relationship in your day-to-day lives. It's nice to just have that set time to come together and do it. So GB and I have done this a couple times and we're using the Gottman uh, State of the Union meeting. So you can Google Gottman, that's G-O-T-T-M-A-N, State of the Union meeting, and you will find the template for this. But basically it involves sharing five appreciations about each other each. So you start the meeting with that. Then you talk about what went right in the relationship. So you take turns sharing that. Then you bring up an issue to process or talk about and you each bring up one. And finally, you wrap up the meeting with talking about what you can do in the next week to make each other feel more loved. So GV and I, we don't live together. We don't have kids. We don't really have a lot going on. So We do this once a month, but I can imagine how it would be so useful to do it once a week when you do live with someone and you have kids and other, just a lot of things in your day-to-day lives that make it hard to connect and talk about these issues. So I just wanted to share that we've been doing them. It's great. Highly recommend it. I do want to do a full episode on this topic, but for now you can head over to Instagram. You can find me at dating.intentionally. There is a post pinned to the top of my profile. It says how to do relationship check-ins and there are different ways of doing them, practicing them. And that is now my most shared and viewed and liked post on my profile, which is pretty cool. I am very happy to spread the word on this uh, because it's something I wish I did in my last relationship that my ex was not 
willing to do. So <laughs> I'm really glad I'm doing them now. And I also want to say when we do them, there's usually uh, a Negroni involved or some kind of beverage and we're sitting on the couch and coconut is like curled up in my lap. So that's like, you can picture that, <laughs> you know, it's not like a formal sitting across the dining room table type of thing. All right. Now for the listener question. So this question came from a survey that I did in August. This does come up a lot, so I'm, I'm excited to get into it. But again, nothing to do with attraction, but here's the question. How do I navigate dating someone who wants to hang out all the time when I require a lot of me time? I don't want to hurt his feelings or somehow sabotage the relationship. I feel this. I am someone who definitely needs me time, uh, and I'm sure a lot of you listening can relate. Communication is obviously key here, and I think if you communicate, you likely won't sabotage the relationship. And I think it's great that you're considering how your needs may affect the other person, but I encourage you to practice being unapologetic about your needs. Don't worry about offending someone. You can learn how to communicate this need as effectively as possible, but you can't control their reaction. Let the person you're dating know why you need me time and what it does for you and how it can even be a positive thing for your relationship. You know, you will be a happier person if you have some time to yourself to, you know, be with yourself, right? I mean, I know I am. Set expectations. What does me time mean and how much do you actually need and how much time do you want to spend with the person you're dating? What does it look like? And when you do have that conversation, be willing to compromise because ideally the person you're dating will also share what, you know, the amount of time they want to spend with you and you can find a happy medium. I think here it's pretty easy to find a realistic happy medium between how much me time you need and how much time they want to spend with you. It really starts with talking about it though. And of course, when you do hang out, make sure you're present. Try not to feel guilty. Time to yourself is healthy and it's not an unreasonable need at all. This weekend, as I'm recording this, I asked GV if I could have all of Sunday to myself because I just really needed a full day to get my shit together, recharge, and do stuff. And I'm really glad that I asked him because I feel a lot better. You know, it's three o'clock on a Sunday and I still have a lot more to do. And it's just nice. I don't, I'm not stressed. And I and next time I hang out with him, I will be even more present. So I get it. And you can do it. You got this. Just a reminder, you're doing great. Once again, I'm Talia, and this has been Dating Intentionally. I hope this podcast has inspired you to date outside your type and approach attraction a little differently, especially if what you've been doing in your dating journey hasn't gotten you the results that you want. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Your feedback means a ton to me and helps me make this podcast as helpful as possible. Catch you next time.